When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Winning Plays Podcast on the CLNS Media Network, the leading online provider for the NBA's winningest franchise. Winning Plays Podcast is back, and we're here to complete the home-and-home series for this week. (laughs) My name is Brad Robb, Chris Porsberg of NBC Sports Boston, and even if we weren't doing a home-and-home here, Chris, I have to, we had to bring it back because (laughs) the avalanche of Mm. Rob Williams' positivity news since we last talked earlier this week has been fast and furious. It's coming from all angles right now. Is, is, is he playing tonight against right. Indiana? Like, I mean, it's, <laughs> like it, 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 it's truly remarkable. Like it, it's been, I mean, even for me, it's been quite the roller coaster. And I told you, I was like, I was a little bit hesitant to just, even when, it, before we knew about the surgery, I was, I was on the fence. I'm glad you got me back because you, you caught me at my, probably my low moment. Uh, we can come back to the high. Obviously Woj said on his pod yesterday that there's a chance he'll come back within uh, inside of four weeks. Um, and like, this isn't a surprise and people that have had this injury, there's been guys that have come back super quick. And is that the right path? I have no idea. I'm not a doctor. I, I don't know. I'm leaning on the Celtics here to uh, steer their players in the right way. Now, part of me is hesitant because of the Celtics injury history. And I think I am fearful of sacrificing anything long-term with Rob, but you heard Brad Stevens on the radio this morning. He says Rob's long-term health was, as he put it, numero uno. So uh, as long as they're sports science and everybody is on board with it, then uh, far be it for me to get in the way because uh, after watching that Miami game, I would like Rob Williams back on the court as quick as possible. As, as if, you know, again, I, I, I always tell this to people, we, I, I don't root for the team because I'm like, I'm from here or because I, I want to see them do good. It's good for business. So uh, I hope that Rob gets back out there. They're a lot more fun to watch when he's out there. And uh, yeah, like as long as it's as long as it is, it is prudent and you're not rushing him into a dangerous situation. Uh, let's do this. Get him back out there. It's that time of year as college basketball takes center stage as a tournament is finally upon us. And if you're looking to wager this year, our sponsor bet online is the number one spot for all your updated odds information, along with great contests, including the bragger contest where you have a chance to take home the top prize. Head over to the website. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use that promo code CONS50 to get started. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting and your Vegas casino games. It's the fastest and easiest way to wager on all sports and games. BetOnline, where the game starts. And now back to the show. And so when you look at this just injury situation, I mean, you tear your meniscus. Obviously there's like a thousand different ways to tear your meniscus based on the wide variety of timelines with, I think you look at like Colin Sexton, something like that, you know, obviously if you have it repaired, if you go the full, well, like even if you get the surgery, you're not guaranteed to come back even within three or four months. And then you have something like this, which is seems to be as minor as possible. And I guess the question is, and you already kind of, you touched on it there is, well, give me well, your, are you, how do you feel about all this? Are you like, well, I mean, my, my, I think I, I, my one hesitation, my one hesitation is if point guards like Colin Sexton need to get it repaired with hopes of like, you know, no issues down the road. Is it, is it okay that I'm just slightly, and again, not a doctor, just 
all Googling, me and WebMD hanging out every night. Am I okay to be slightly scared that the Rob's health isn't numero uno by going this route? Unless, you know, the other part of it is the player. Like if Rob is on board with it, who are we to suggest that it's not? But the way he plays and the, t- the wear and tear on his knees is just what is leaves me slightly hesitant to be like, yes, this is the most awesome path possible, even though I want him back as quick as possible. Right. I, I based on how they're everyone's talking about it, I just think it was a situation where this was the the simplest and the solution that just made the most sense mm-hmm. of in terms of yeah, we're not gonna like repair and do the full blown thing if we don't have to. If if that's just something that even you know, I think it's is a situation where at no matter what point of the year it was, this would have been how they go about it. And mm-hmm. so from my standpoint, if they're at that standpoint where it's four to six weeks obviously things seem to have gone really well in surgery. I've heard, I was actually hearing from a couple of different people behind the scenes before we talked about like, Hey, this actually looks, you know, pretty good. What that actually means when you deal with someone who's had a, you know, a wide range of durability issues over the course of his career in Rob Williams and how the team actually handles that now when he's on this timeline back is going to be the fascinating thing, but there's no question now. I have no concerns in terms of like, this wasn't the right thing to do for Rob. I think this is a situation where mm-hmm. medically and obviously it works well for them in terms of the current timeline um, that this is, this is how they win. Yeah. And, and again, we don't have enough information to make a full blown. I do not have enough education and I do not have enough information. So the bits and pieces that they tell us with Brad saying today that it was just a small flat piece or whatever, like a flap. Mm-hmm. And so you cut that little flap out and off you go. Now, the one thing I'll say is it's the way I've, it's been explained to me is it's like, it's almost like a rubber band, right? Like your meniscus just kind of holds everything together there. And so when it snaps completely, you know, you got to repair it. So the fact that they just, they can do the removal, there's still, there's still strength there. Now, what happens with that spot? Does it become arthritic as we've seen happen with other players? There's all sorts of things that we can sit here and stress about in the short term. We don't have to worry about that because it's not probably going to affect them. It's just going to be getting them like letting that heal up for, probably three to four weeks here and then turn him loose as he ramps back up. But the fact that he was one day off of surgery back in the meeting room <laughs> and doing all that is wild to me. And uh, you know, I, I, it is certainly an encouraging sign for anyone who just wants this team to do well in the postseason. And so uh, again, and, and maybe if I hadn't just watched Dwayne Dedman like feast on the Celtics for an entire quarter, uh, I'd, I'd feel differently about this, but yeah, like they need Rob and Tice can be as great as he wants to be. And Grant Williams can, can make as many corner threes as he wants. But uh, Rob is, is, is uh, pivotal to whatever comes this season. Well, to your point on the lot there, Grant Williams corner threes have not been hot lately. Nope. Um, ever since, I don't know if it's like the, ever since the Batman talk, it just has not been good for Grant. Oh, no. Do so, you think like, he jinxed I, himself? I, the Batman jinx, I don't know. We, we, mm. We're not going to go there yet. It hasn't been long enough but there i think i think it was john schumann uh tweeted out today in terms of uh post all-star break three-point shooting drop off i think grant is on the top of that list in terms did of grant did grant give all his superpowers to peyton Oof. in term in terms of like batman gave robin uh, or, or robin became batman i don't know like i feel like there was a right. transition through ben- there's only there was only so much bench shooting power the Boston Celtics had like it's as if you're doing create a team on NBA 2k and you can only give like 100 points worth of of it and in order to give one guy a lot you have to take away from another and so the Celtics just decided that Peyton Pritchard was more important to the the mix and uh not knowing that Rob Williams would injure himself and now now they now they can't undo it 
So here's what happened, I think. So Grant gave it to Peyton, but Peyton lost it in Toronto. He gave it to Sam Hauser. Um, <laughs> but then the problem is Hauser not getting on the floor now. So now Peyton, and now you had slumps from other parts of the bench. Or maybe Tice, Tice had a three there. Now. Maybe Tice has it right now. He's doing six and six from the field. Um, and meanwhile, Derek, Derek White is sitting there like, can someone give me <laughs> yeah, some Derek. TD power? <laughs> Derek White's like, oh, I got to be here for four months to get this. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah, so that's – it's a situation where you're going to get something. I mean, I thought Horford and Tice played very well that game. The problem is you're, you're mm-hmm. it's just two guys now, and, and the Heat have a lot of other good guys on the bench and in the starting five. So that wasn't enough to – take away from the fact that the rest of the Celtics roster shot like 29% for three for that game. And I mean, there's, we need to get into that game much now, but yeah, but it's, it's clear. Yeah. You could use having another valuable big in this circumstance, certainly one that can punish teams mm. against a zone like Rob can with uh, the lob threat uh, certainly uh, is going to come into play, not just against Miami, but against any good defense going forward. I think my favorite play from that game was who, who lobbed it to Tice where he almost fell on. <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe Jalen. I'm like, yeah. That that's when I said, oh, they they don't realize that they don't have Rob yet. Yeah. Like that that Tice at whatever 31 years old cannot can get cannot get anywhere near as high as uh as Robert Williams, and that's just going to be part of what you have to live with. But hey, shout out like I I I I, I you know what I I don't I don't like taking victory laps. I love taking victory laps. Uh, I was. I was excited when the Celtics got Tice because, you know, I thought this, I didn't think this was going to be obviously the scenario that would play out. And certainly it's not as dire as it seemed uh, even a couple of days ago, but what a luxury to have someone that you can plug in. Cause otherwise we'd have Ennis freedom out there yeah. trying to plug minutes. And you want to talk about not feeling great going into the playoffs. That was the scenario you're looking at. And so uh, like, hopefully they don't have to break glass on Luke Cornett or Juwan Morgan or whoever like here, but um, having Tice, even at, uh, it, even if, if his skill set has eroded uh, slightly since we last saw him in the playoffs here, um, it's a luxury and someone they're going to probably need to lean on heavily, especially because, you know, who knows what happens with Al and age and opponent. No, no question about it. Between Horford and Rob Williams, there was going to be a stretch at some point where you're going to need someone you can rely on. And Tice, he's, he's fresh. All that bench time, you know, the OKC Horford plan in Houston, that, that wasn't their plan. Obviously, upset him. he just fell out of the rotation. But that's very valuable for a guy that's you know entering his 30s closely here and knows the system. And I don't know, like he if you're getting the bubble version of Tice, like that's not the version of everyone was like the upper levels of all their potentials, except right. Gordon Hayward's foot. Exactly. And though, yeah. but if even if you look at the advanced stats for Tice right now, when he's been in Boston, like it's pretty damn good across the board. Yeah. They're and juiced so, though. I mean, all those numbers. I mean, they're like Derek yes, White true. still has like, like Derek White has amazing numbers right now, but he, he just can't make a three pointer when it really, really matters. So like, I mean, these are all little things to nitpick about in general. I'm not overly worked up, but yeah, I think it's huge that they've got these guys in the, in this situation. I, 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 I like I said, I don't like taking victory laps. I love them. So I, I, I don't want to take a victory lap on this, but I, I, last weekend. So at the height of their, uh, oh my God, the Celtics are going to the NBA finals. You know, I tried to go the other way and I said, here are four things that concern me about this team. Now, mind you, this was before Rob got hurt. Number one was health. And dude goes out Check. and tears his minutes. So that's on me. I'm blaming myself <laughs> on that one. Number two was crunch time offense. And mm. okay, so three was Derek White, you know, shooting and, and making shots when it matters because I think it's going to be pivotal down the stretch. And four is just how Ime 
uh, performs in the postseason because as, as much as I do think he's in the coach of the year conversation it's just a different beast in the postseason so we can't even get to four yet three I'm willing to relent like whatever like Derek White has been very good I just want to see him he had that three-pointer when they really needed it in the final minutes against Miami didn't drop but he did have one I think about four and a half minutes to go so okay good and bad but number two like this is the one that's 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 keeping me up right now how are we feeling because I, I, there's like two different uh uh collections of Celtics fans right now. There's one that's like, if Jalen doesn't smoke a bunch of bunnies, like the Celtics are okay. They win that game against Miami. And then there's the bucket that I'm probably in, which is even at amid all this stretch since January 6th, their offensive rating in crunch time is 89. And it's, I'm scared to death that when playoff games are tight and it matters that this team won't be able to score. It's funny. You, you bring up that number because so this was just asked the mailbag, uh, Ooh, at, at Mass Life that just went up uh, hours ago here. And yeah, to your, they just haven't played close games during this 24-6 stretch. And I think during that, they're probably three and three in those close games. They they beat the, the, the quality one that everyone remembers of the Nets. And then they had a couple like come from behind, you know, gritty wins against Denver, against Charlotte early on at home. Like nothing. One was against, one was against Chicago where Chicago just totally – Crap, oh yeah, that was yeah. So that was even before things really turned. You're right. That was probably their most impressive one when they right. Chicago completely fell apart in the in the early part of January there. But lately, you do you fell apart against the Pistons at the mm-hmm. end of the winning streak. You fell apart against the Mavericks. Mavericks. Um, yeah. when you had with it, KG and, right there. KG right there with the KG buzz all afternoon, and now you do it against Miami. But and I think two and three on your list are related here because Ooh. White is supposed to be. You know, your outlet, your your fifth yeah. option in that scenario there. If he's not hitting shots, we know what smart is right now in those situations. He's gonna take those shots if they're there. He's been much better at lately, but that's just gonna be a, a volatile situation all year long. And so and I think now with just Rob out of the picture for those lineups, it's just gonna teams are gonna pack the paint more than ever now in team because it's like you don't have to worry about Rob swooping in for the lob or just on the offensive glass. And so it's just going to make those challenges with that crunch time offense now even tougher. And I don't know what I, they just get sped up. It looks better. It looks like they've made progress on it, but they're still just not crisp in those moments. And I don't know whether that's the byproduct of other defenses tightening up or just the fact that they, you know, have this track record of getting a little, you know, rattled in those moments for the last couple of years here. And that's why I hope almost that the last five games are close late and because like they just need more experience with it. There's nothing that, that takes the place of repetition. And uh, you know, I think when the ringer made that article, they said there's no correlation between how you're playing in crunch time at the start of the year and how you finish, because it's just a matter of how you are in that moment. And I think we were all hopeful that based on the way the Celtics have played, that maybe some of those things were, just in the past and that this was going to be a new low crunch time team. But as you said, like nothing about the data for even the last six weeks, as opposed to like <laughs> the 10 has been encouraging. And so it, it, it is like, it, I, it's not necessarily like bad habits. It's just that they totally get away from what works for the start of the games and the ball movement. I mean, their effective field goal percentage is 30th in the NBA in that stretch. Their assist percentage is higher than I would have thought in crunch time like I would have thought it was zero based on the way they, <laughs> they go devolve to ISO but they do move it at times um you know like the other night I, my initial gut reaction was you know okay they, they just missed some shots at the rim 
And, but you know, part of me says also like, should Tatum have been more aggressive in that point, but then he got the charge trying to be aggressive. So I think he's making the right passes. You just have to trust that Marcus and Dirk are going to make those shots. And, you know, in this game, at least they didn't, but you know, that's going to come down to all of them. We've got to, they've got to shoot better in, in those instances where, you know, you got to work harder for a drive opportunity. And so I hope, I hope if he spends any amount of, of whatever limited practice time they have, they got, they have a whole bunch of time off in that Chicago Milwaukee stretch while they're just be kind of hanging out at, at soldiers field or whatever in Chicago and, and, and riding it out United center. Um, like I hope, that uh, if they just get together, that that crunch time offense is the focus. And hey, like, you know, it's winning t- games by 20 is fun because you don't have to get into that situation. But here's let's focus on what we do in those instances. Where are our outlets? Where are we where do we where can Jason Tatum know for sure that he can throw out of a double team and you're going to be there? And, you know, you live with the, the, the make miss at times. But like, you know, how do you put yourself in the best position to, to thrive in those instances? Because, um, yeah, I walked away from that Miami game just a little bit like, ugh. It's still there. It's still lingering, and, and it's magnified when you don't have Rob. It really is. I mean, maybe, maybe just you know, you just think, okay, guys, we're gonna spend all afternoon watching like 2015, 2016 Spurs. Like, how, how about they spend? <laughs> how about they spend the, the? Just go watch. Like, can we go watch a Phoenix Suns game? Yeah, no, that like, worked too. I mean, that worked too. Isn't it? it it's like insane. The, the Phoenix Suns are the, the greatest crunch time team in the history of the NBA. Like it, it, it it's even cl- relatively close. The other team should just be like, we're out of here. Like they're yeah. just too good. Um, which makes Boston beating them back, you know, back on December 31st, all the more crazy. But um, yeah, like I just hope they, they figure out a way to tighten up in, in those instances. Um, I can't explain it. It's just for whatever reason, it's, it's their bugaboo right now. And uh, they need to figure it out. The balance I think the key there, and it's hard just to teach a team this, they've come a long way over the course of the season in this, but it's another thing to do in these moments. It's the patience mm-hmm. factor of like, okay, you make the first pass, you drive, they collapse on you. Okay, yeah. you have to make the outlet. And then you kick again and you drive and you kick again. And you just don't see those long progressions a lot in the last four or five minutes of these games, like period with this group in these tight scenarios. And so that that's something where it's probably, it's a lot harder to do in those moments because the defense reaction time is better and your those windows are even tighter, but that's what's going to separate a trip to the Eastern Conference Finals probably versus, you know, a disappointing, you know, out in round two or even round run if you get the, long, the wrong draw. The, the only other thing I'll, I'll add here is that why I think this matters, missing Rob and crunch time is... I haven't been courtside a whole lot for the last two years, right? Pandemic, it's been crazy. I've just been in a studio. You know, I've been over at the garden a handful of times, but for the last week, I've gotten the chance to be up close for a lot. And one of the things that stood out, especially in that Minnesota game was Rob gets a rebound. And I mean, he plays hot potato all the time, but he like, he wants to move that ball immediately. Mm -hmm. And the Celtics get in transition and Marcus has been so good at that. And they just, they, they don't let teams get set in those instances. Whereas in crunch time, it just feels like, you know, whoever's getting the rebound, all of a sudden it's like slow up the court and it's the Dennis Schroeder effect all over again, where it's hard to get going with 14 on the clock and to have multiple drives and multiple kicks. And so I, I do hope that they just kind of learn that too, to get to speed it up a little bit in those instances. And then the defense just has to be better for whatever reason, when the Celtics offense bogs down, the defense doesn't play to a crisp level. It doesn't get back. All of a sudden Kyle Lowry's picking apart. Jimmy Butler's getting the spots. And so uh, if your offense is not going to be crisp in those moments, your defense has to be even better. So uh, I hope that Ime is able to hammer home those points with those guys. 
How do you handle Rob recovery wise? Assuming like, do you bring him back if he can only play 10 or 15 minutes and like say it's the end of the, the, end of the first round and he's yeah. cleared for game five mm-hmm. and it's a, it's a, it's a two, two series. Do you push it there? Get him back on the floor for the juice? Or do you say, uh, this might be putting him in a pretty tough spot here. Like, Let's just your better example would have been would have been what if it's game six in Toronto? (laughs) Then then we have some questions. Yes. Um, But uh, not to go down that wormhole, Mm -hmm. but I I do think um, I would prefer they try to get through round one before they have to break glass on Rob. I think four weeks from the time of the injury puts you right about even the move update for round two of the playoffs. And I think I'd feel a lot more comfortable if you can just turn him loose and full, that there's no hesitation. You know, maybe there's some 25 minute cap, but even then, you know, Rob so rarely ascends to like 35 minutes, I guess more so this year, but you could probably get by with 25 minutes of Rob starting halves and closing games, whatever the, the case may be. But I do worry about, you know, if you're, if you're treading cautiously with that minutes, then your rotations get all thrown off and, um, so I would think I would, I would say unless unless absolutely necessary, um, you know, try to try to get through that first round without him. And then then, you know, get get that juice when you're going to need it, when it's, you know, Embiid or or Giannis on the other side or whoever you, you know, even if it's the heat again, um, but really shouldn't have to break glass on Bulls or Raptors or, you know, Cleveland or whatever. The fact that Cleveland is like they're. I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs now. I mean, they're going to be in the play-in, but like you look at them right now, <laughs> they might lose the play-in. It's it's entirely possible that they lose to because because Hornets. Like I take the Hornets or the Hawks over them in the yeah one hundred percent game. If if um and I don't know, one of those teams could even like they're all tied for the eighth spot right now, so they could conceivably one of them could overpass overtake uh, the Nets in that seven eight spot, which would be even more fascinating if they're in a, a true elimination scenario. In the where, where should the, the Celtics season. land? The, the projections are pretty heavy on three and four right now. Are you, are you cool yeah, with that? Yeah. I mean, I still think, I, I mean, I'm still of the mind of like, you, 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 you avoid Kevin Durant if, mm-hmm. if it's convenient. And so, yeah, if they, if they beat the heat the other night, then it's like, okay, you know, you can still, you go for one because that's still a realistic yeah. possibility. Now like the, 9% chance at one. Yeah. Now, now you're probably going to have to win out to get, a decent chance at one and you've had a pretty rough schedule to do that with the Chicago Milwaukee back-to-back. So um, will the Grizzlies have anything to play for? I haven't even no, started thinking about that. No. So they're okay, like, so... they're totally locked. Dude, that game, that's like the perfect game for the Celtics in terms of like, if they want to win it, they can win it. If they want to lose it, mm. sit everyone. And then the Grizzlies don't play Sam Hauser. Yeah. Go play increase three right? point bar. I tell you what, get Malik Fitz out there. Stauskas. Right out there. I know these poor guys. <laughs> you know, these poor guys got that up to Toronto. I'm like, all right, we're going to see a couple of these guys. No, Ime was like eight. And even in that game, like <laughs> Luke Cornette would have like the game of his life. He can only get on the floor for 15 minutes of that game. I was talking so to someone after that game. They were like, yeah, like if, if Cornette probably plays a few more minutes over Tyson that game, they probably win because he was grabbing every single offensive rebound on the board. <laughs> and those stints he was in there. Um, so that, I mean, that, that'll be funny to look at that in hindsight. But yeah, so we'll see if, um, you know, email will we'll call off the dogs and we'll, we'll probably still be playing, mm. you know, Derek White and Grant Williams like 40 minutes in those games. But, um, <laughs> but that'll be a, I, it does line up them for the perfectly where they can, that's the true way where they can 
whatever they want to do that day, they, they yeah. shouldn't be able to do it against Memphis. Exactly, um, and that's why you've 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 been on this. You've said like, do your work now and kind of figure it out. Well, they didn't do their work against Miami. You yeah. sort of pinned yourself probably to three, four. You no one wants to be two, but you know someone's got to end up there. So Milwaukee, maybe they push and try to get one and push Miami to two which will be interesting when the Celtics go up to Milwaukee. Will they, you know, will Milwaukee be playing for one? Um, I don't know. Like, so it's, it's going to be fascinating to watch though. And, uh, you know, um, I, I, I do wish like, you know, again, if, if, if it hadn't been for the Rob injury, I'd be all on the, just go for it, push, push hard, but things got more difficult now. Um, and I think the, the bigger priority over the final five is just, figuring out how this works, like rotations. Um, like the, I, I'm assuming the image sort of sounded like he was hinting that they were going to go Allen Tice tonight to start. Right. Um, he I wonder, to, you know, why not? Yeah. When, when Grant's in this funk and might as well, right. You might as well just to, just to see, especially if you're going to play a team like Chicago or like mm-hmm. where you could, you know, I mean, on the off chance you play Cleveland, you're probably not going to see them. Um, but um yeah, like that's that's something where you have to if if Tice can at least give you that, you know, the lob threat mm-hmm. and play there a little bit much more so obviously than Grand Cannon and now sitting some more threes now where your teams have to respect them out there, that might be the way you unlock your your offense. Defensively with those two guys up there, we'll see. Um, but you might again, certainly against a team like the Pacers, you might as well look at it. Which, which is crazy, right? Because it goes back to, we've been joking about this. How long did we scream that they need to play Grant with the starters for like, I mean, but I mean, that was for Al, but right. you know, and, and now we, now we're sitting here saying maybe they, they audible at the end of the year and don't even have Grant in the starters. Well, you know, Hey, things, things get wonky and uh, we'll, we'll see how that, that plays out. But yeah, I, I just want to see them. The, the question for, for you rotating though, like how do you, if you start Tice and Al. Yeah. Like, like how do you, even, how do you handle that? Like, so does, does Tice have to play like, nine minutes to start the game or i guess you just i guess what you do is you, you downsize immediately with the second unit there yeah um, too. I, I, then maybe that's fine maybe there's the matchup allows you to to play tatum as the five or four and you get away with it um yeah that I, now you're saying it like yeah it's it's tough like what are you doing i think you got to start grant and probably maybe tyson's an early roll in yeah you know tyson Derek white come in early and then you go back with maybe Tyson Grant and I don't know, maybe, yeah, yeah. It's, it's tough to fill those five minutes. Um, if you start both Tyson and, and Al. And yeah, I mean, we'll see. I mean, I would hope that Neesmith starts kind of figuring into this after he had a, you know, the good game Monday and then we didn't see him like, am I crazy? I wrote this. I said, it's hard for me to quibble with an eight man rotation again, a playoff caliber game, but Neesmith just had his best, freaking game of his career yeah. at least defensive wise and i don't know i think you'd lose a little bit of that momentum at a time when you know whatever like i'd, I'd rather figure out if you can lean on him in a playoff series than than uh than you like r- ride your your horses out so uh yeah i hope he he gets a chance here against indiana and chicago and you know like just to just again to figure it out just to be, and, and 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 i'll knock on every piece of wood around here but you know in case there's another injury and yeah. you know, like he's if, if they're uh, God, if they had another wing injury, like he's he becomes uh, a vital to them. So yeah, plenty to still figure out over nine days and five games to uh, to the finish line here. It is so. We'll see it this weekend. We'll see if these guys need to Hauser. These guys got a shot um, against these some inferior teams. Hauser um, should get a shot. That thing is buttery smooth. Goes I mean, to the moon. Just makes a different sound coming through the net. <laughs> 
It's, 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 it's truly remarkable. Like when he launches that thing and it, uh, 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 it was funny to hear me asked about it yesterday, like, cause he does, he just sends it into planetary mm. orbit and there's the mm. net. <laughs> beautiful. And against the Indiana Pacers, there should be a lot of those shots available. So that is <laughs> something to watch out here for, but all right, Chris Forsberg, NBC sports, Boston, make sure you're checking out. So let's talk podcasts uh, a couple times a week there as well going through uh chris you'll be in the garden check out my be... panic episode with rob there would be rob earlier this that's week, right panic episode real lather exactly you can go back to back here it'll be the best hour of your week going those those two back to back from from lows to highs but in the meantime rate review subscribe winning place pod thanks for listening as always and we will talk to you guys next week